Welcome to the OKC First podcast. Together, we're learning to do three things. Friendship with God. Friendship with one another. And open friendship for the sake of the world. For more information about OKC First, please visit OKCFirst.com. We are in a uh, sermon series that's entitled Rooted in Hope. Last week, the first week actually, we talked about this live Christmas tree that we are caring for on a daily basis, a tree that will eventually be replanted on our property here. We're going to maintain this tree by maintaining its roots. Last week, Britt helped us to talk not only about that tree, but also about the Pando Forest, right? And we talked about how it is that our that our root structures are actually connected because we are all connected into this source. And so uh, with some help from Zach, I'm just going to take just a few minutes today with some help from my friend Zach Lucero and actually Jason Smith. I actually have just a very brief devotionalette. Zach and I went to go see this week the most famous roots in all of Oklahoma City. I would submit that it's, those are the roots of the survivor tree. And so we went this week to go talk with Park Ranger Pete about the survivor tree. We had a pretty good time, and so I just want you to see, are we ready, Chris? We're ready for this little video. Hi, everybody. This is John, and this is my friend Pete, the, the park ranger here at the Murrah Building Memorial. And uh, I'm just going to ask him a few questions about the survivor tree here. The, uh, the it's over there. The survivor tree, which is over here. We're going to ask Pete about the, some of the questions about the, the survivor tree. But I wanted you to get a good look at Pete here, the, the park ranger first. He's been gracious enough to, he's actually interrupting his schedule to come do this with us. So thank you, sir, oh, very, very much. It's my pleasure. Hey, everybody. <laughs> the, the land that this tree grows on, this is really the ground zero for the bombing that occurred here on April 19th, 1995. Um, it's considered the largest domestic terrorist act our country has ever seen, um, an event that um, really changed fundamentally our culture. Um, and whether you're alive back then or not, um, right. we all know, you know, what we say here, the impact of violence, we know that all too well. Yeah. Um, and so this tree is one of many parts of the memorial that's now here that um, is symbolic. Yeah. You know, it is a tree, it's a living thing. Um, and it became so much more than that after the bombing. What, what kind of tree is this? This is an American elm, okay. um, which is uh, really amazing. Um, as far as trees go, so many American elm trees throughout our country have been struck by um, Dutch elm disease, amongst other diseases. So it's very rare in its, in its own right here. Yeah. Um, and it's seen quite a bit. This used to be just growing in the backyard of a house here on this, this block back in the day. Huh. Um, and, you know, it's, it's called the survivor tree now. It's, it's taken on a lot of other significance. After the bombing, after this memorial was constructed, um, you know, the community became stewards of this. It right. was like they were, it was like symbolic of their taking care of each other after this yeah. event. And, it's now, we call it the best taken care of tree in the whole state, really. How did this tree survive the blast? Well, so this tree has been growing here for so long, it was so well established in the earth here, in the soil. Um, and, you know, as it was 
anchored here, you know, it didn't, the, the, the blast, um, it, it was anchored well enough in the ground that it wasn't like knocked over, even though it did lose some of its um, branches here. But it, had, it was still drawing the nutrients from the soil here and the water from the soil. Um, and, you know, as those longer summer days came in, um, that summer, you know, it still was getting energy from the sun as well. So, um, so the roots yeah. allowed it to not only withstand the blast, but mm -hmm. ultimately it was still supplying it the nourishment that it needed to regrow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's its, its own support system. You yeah. know? And you see that in a forest, you know, or a lot of different environments. You see that with plants where, you know, they might lose their growth in a forest fire or, yeah. a, you know, a natural disaster and they'll still regrow. They figure it out. Back. Yeah. Life finds a way. I think I heard it in a movie one Yes, time, I've right? heard that before. Yeah. <laughs> The bomb exploded here just um, across the street from it, um, at the site of the Murrah building there. Um, every vehicle that was in this lot was destroyed, um, and many people that were around back then saw the smoke from the fires here. Um, and this tree also fell victim to that. Um, the branches were broken from it, leaves were blown off, and the the trunk of it itself, the tree itself, was actually on fire, was smoldering after this. Wow. We lost a branch from it. Um, just this last spring, I was out here um, with a, 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 one of our security staff, and we heard this crashing sound, and we came over, and this large branch had fallen over, and Mark Bays came out and said, it's okay. It's, it's, it's going to be all right. It's just a part of the natural order. Of okay. And, the so, roots yeah. are okay, so it's yeah. going to be all right. This this site has been very humbling for me because yeah. it's uh, um, it's a challenging story. It's a very emotional story to tell, but uh, you know, having something like this here, the survivor tree, is uh, a source of inspiration too. So that's great. It, it is definitely rewarding. So. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for taking Absolutely. time. Absolutely. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. I like that hat. Where can I get a hat like that? That's a good. You got to you got to get a job with the park service. <laughs> <Okay>. Yeah. <laughs> That is inscribed on the memorial, and those are words uh, spoken by Billy Graham. The survivor tree wasn't the survivor tree for a while. They, they'd kind of given it up for dead. Like you said, it had been burning. But then they started to notice signs of life, and pretty soon, once they noticed signs of life, they started to nourish it and help it and coax it along, and, and sure enough, it became the survivor tree and immediately started to point beyond the catastrophe to something better immediately beyond, began to point beyond the catastrophe to something better. That there is something better than the bomb. Now, they've actually been very careful to maintain some of the damage. There is a room in the muse museum itself that has not been touched. It is still absolutely destroyed, ransacked by the bomb. But the tree always points to the something better. John the Baptist was aware of all of the ugliness around him, sometimes within the ranks of the religious. But he was always pointing, if you remember, always pointing to something better. In fact, you're hard-pressed to find an ancient picture of John the Baptist that he is not somehow pointing, pointing to the something that can be better, this coming king, this coming kingdom. 
In our passage today, John the Baptist is arrested and and persecuted, and it doesn't look good. And so he has reason to believe, after saying all that he did about this new king and this new kingdom, it hadn't quite worked out for John just yet, so he sends quietly, he sends word to Jesus like, was I right? Was I pointing to the right person? Is this this the Messiah? Are are you really you? (laughs) And Jesus sends words back using scripture with which John would be very familiar and said, here's what you need to tell John. Tell John. The blind can see, the dead are raised, the lepers are cleansed, good news is preached to the poor. John, John, you're in the great in-between. I know, I know that things aren't great for you today, but John, you've done so well, and Jesus goes on to brag about him. This John has done so well to point to what is next, to, to, to point to what is coming, to point to what is better. I know, and we should. We should continue to talk about how we should be more like Jesus. I, I think maybe during Advent, though, we also should be careful to be more like John the Baptist. To be people who live in this ugliness, but to be people who recognize that we live in this great in-between time, after the coming of Christ, but before the coming again of Christ when God will complete all things. We live in this in-between time, and our job is to wait, but not just to wait and sit still. Our job, everybody ready for it, is to wait and to point. Wait and to point to what's coming, to who's coming, to what could happen, to all the ways it could be better. And so to remind us that we are to be the people who, like the survivor tree, like John the Baptist, we are to be the people who wait actively, who wait and then point to what's coming and what's better, we actually have purchased a small part of the survivor tree. You can actually do that now. You can get seedlings from the survivor tree, and we have, and we're going to plant it somewhere in our campus, and we're gonna all watch it grow together. You know why? Because it will be a tangible reminder of who we are to be. We are to be the people who point like the survivor tree, to something better. Now, I know it's tough for you. there There are some of you who are going through hell on earth. And so, let me say this to you. Your pointing while you are going through hell on earth is all the more powerful. It's all the more powerful. But I also recognize that you will need some help and some nourishment to do it. So if you are helping us, please come and set this table so that we can together take in this nourishment at the level of our roots that will help us with our body posture that we might be the people who faithfully point. Heavenly Father, bless these elements and with them, with them God, strengthen us to be people who like John the Baptist still can point to a better day Root us, God, in hope so that we can orient people, not just to the carnage and the ugliness, the deathly situations around us, but so that we can be people who, in the midst of all of that, can point to the something more, the something better, the something different that we know you will bring and complete in and around and through us. In a moment, I'm gonna ask you to stand to your feet exit your pews to the left and to come forward with your hands cupped to receive these gifts meant to nourish your capacity to wait and point to the something better. Wait and point on your best days, on your hardest days, your most difficult days. Hopefully this little bit of bread and cup, given what they are and what they mean to us, will strengthen you. 
So I'll ask you to come forward with your hands cupped and approach a person holding bread. When you do, that perhaps little person will snap off a piece and press it into your hands and say, this is the body of Christ broken for you. Take that piece of bread, dip it into the cup. The person holding the cup will say, and this is the blood of Christ shed for you. And then take and eat. And then if you will, circle right back around to your seats if you like to find a place to pray. Or you can come to one of these side padded altars and someone will meet you there and pray a prayer for healing. Or you can come to one of these kneeling benches up here and we may not know why you're praying up here, but we will make sure that you aren't alone as you pray up here. It was on the night that he was betrayed that our Savior took bread. He blessed it and he broke it and he gave it to his disciples saying, this is my body broken for you. And every time you eat of it, including today, remember me. Later on, he would take the cup, hold it up before them and say, and this is my blood, the blood of a new covenant shed for you. And every time you drink of it, remember me. Quick reminder, you may be wondering if you are eligible somehow, qualified to come to this table. God qualifies you if you understand your need for grace. Nothing else matters. If you understand your need for grace, that grace can be had here at this table. If you can't come to us, Jason and Katie will come to you. If you would like to make a special trip to remember your baptism this morning, it's all the way up here on the platform, and you're welcome to do that as well. But now all across the sanctuary, if you would, stand to your feet, exit your pews to the left, and come forward with your hands cupped to receive these gifts of God meant to nourish the people of God.